Hey girl, welcome to Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright and I'm the founder of this girls group as well as your host for the podcast. Around here, we are all about purpose, obedience, and prayer. That's what makes us pop. You're guaranteed to laugh, cry, learn, grow, and most importantly, become more like Jesus. We're going to rock this thing out and we're going to have fun doing it. You ready? Let's go. Hey girl, welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. The last two weeks, we had a couple of dark topics. They weren't dark, but they were just more heavy topics. So this week, we are talking about Jesus, the answer to humanity. And we will just really see how he showed up and how he really was the answer for us. Like, if we know anything, we know that humanity is jacked up. We are a hot mess as a people, but Jesus came through. He is a savior of our souls. And it's not that he just popped on the scene and is like, oh, I'll be the answer. We can see it in scripture of how he was always the answer. Like, oh man, that's good. That's good. That's good. Like, I'm about to take off running or something. But Jesus was always the answer. God didn't just send him as a last minute, like, Hail Mary, like, I hope this works. Jesus was always an answer for us. And I'm grateful for the sacrifice that he made for us. And we will see this theme show up in scripture this week as we're talking about um, just various themes. But in all of it, we can see that Jesus is the answer. That's what we're talking about this week. I'm so excited that you've joined me for another episode. Before we get to the teaching, y'all already know we got a couple of announcements. First and foremost, our Selah retreat is October 14th through the 16th of this year. We had a first one in April. We're going to be doing our second one in October. We will continue to do them twice a year. Selah, which means to rest, to pause. So it's going to be all about resting in God's presence. And the theme of this specific retreat is resting in change. So if you're going through transitions, you're going through some hard times and just a lot of things are unknown, this is going to be the retreat for you. This is going to be the time to get clarity, to get vision, or to just rest and not have to worry about all the details. And so I invite you to meet me there. It's in Centerville, Texas. The link is in the podcast notes. You can find the information on our website. I want to see you there. Bring a friend. It's going to be an amazing time. So make sure you get your tickets before they run out. And along with that event, there are several events that are not necessarily hosted by Christian Girls Pop, but that I will be speaking at or be attending. And so you can find all of those events and the information for those events on our website under the events tab. That's going to be a great way for you to keep up with everything. And then another great way to keep up with what we have going on at Christian Girls Pop is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. It goes out every single week and I write a letter to you all every single week. But along with that, we also, that is when we do our advertisements and that's when we keep you up to date with what we got going on because there's always something new happening around here so make sure you check that out so that you can always be in the know of what we got going on because I don't want you to miss it it's gonna be some good stuff girl so that about sums it up for all of our announcements before we get into this week's teaching let's pray God, I thank you so much for another opportunity to teach your word, Lord. I pray that it is received the way that you've taught it to me and revealed it to me, Lord. I pray that you give me the words to say so that I can explain your word correctly. I pray that those that are listening, that they hear with hearts that are ready to receive and that they take time to not just learn, but that they figure out how 
they can apply this to their lives so that they can change and become exactly who you are molding them and shaping them to become. Nothing more, nothing less. And I thank you, God, for what you are doing in this time. I pray that, that you remove any distractions so that we're able to focus on you and what you have for us and that you just meet us in this time as I know that you will. We pray all these things in Jesus' name, the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. So this week's reading is day 191 through day 197. And so there are several books that we are starting this week. And it's not to be like overwhelming or anything, but um, some of the books that we're reading are only a couple chapters. And so we're able to finish it throughout one week and then we start a new book. So we're starting like four different books this week. It's crazy. But I got y'all with some introductions. I got y'all with understanding what we're about to read. So hopefully I can break it down in a way that you will be able to understand it. If you may be tuning in for maybe one of the first times, this is something that we are doing for the entire year of 2022. It's a year-long Bible plan. It's a thematic Bible reading plan. So that means that we're not necessarily going in chronological order, but we are reading scripture as it is congruent with each other. Um, The whole Bible is congruent, not contradictory. And so because of that, we can see how Old Testament and New Testament parallel each other, complement each other, draw from each other, that type of thing. And so that's what we're doing for the entire year. My heart is for the Word of God. I enjoy teaching the Word of God, learning the Word of God. And I believe that there's so much power in knowing the Word of God. And so a lot of us are missing out because we're not spending time in God's Word. So my idea my heart and what I've said several times is to take this steak meal and break it down into bite-sized pieces so that you're able to chew it and digest it for yourself. And what I mean by that is the Bible, the whole reading, the whole Bible can seem so overwhelming, so big, but when we really break it down and we really see what's in there and with the right teaching and with the right application and understanding, we can be able to see, okay, it's not as hard as I thought. It's not as scary as I thought. It's not as overwhelming as I thought, but it's actually something that I can understand and apply to my life. So, so that's my heart behind this and that is how we ended up here on day 191 so for day 191 which is july 10th the reading is song of solomon chapter 7 and 8 and ecclesiastes chapter 1 through 4 so song of solomon is um we're wrapping it up with a couple more love songs it's the fifth and sixth love song even though it's chapter seven and eight not each chapter was one love song in itself and so we're wrapping things up with that love song remember what i spoke about in last week's episode of thinking about it from an allegorical standpoint or from um not just a man and a woman and just reading it like it's a rom-com type thing but seeing it from a spiritual perspective as well and then moving on to Ecclesiastes, which is one of the first books that we will begin this week. It is one of the poetry books. It is believed to be authored by King Solomon, who was the wisest man to ever live because of the wisdom that was given to him by God. And the theme of this book, y'all, is vanity. And you may have seen like funny memes about it or um, just maybe heard people cracking jokes. But yo, when he's writing this, it's like... It sounds like he's depressed, but he's not. But he's just like, bruh, none of this means anything. Like, that's what it comes down to. And that could easily be like, why is this like, why do we, like, why is this, why is he acting like this? You know, like, what's his deal? But his 
basically the main thing behind this behind this book is getting you to understand that anything in this world is temporary it's fickle it will fail you it will die it will vanish it will turn on you whatever it is it won't be worth it but the one thing that is worth it is God and having that relationship with him because nothing in this world will be able to be something that we take with us to heaven we won't be able to take our degrees or our cars or our houses or even our family it's going to be our decision and just us at the end just our soul that's all that's left and so even though it can kind of be like the author is like yeah this all sucks it all none of this matters it's all dumb that's kind of how it comes off but the main theme is really letting you know like hey don't put all your hope in this earth like don't put all your eggs in one basket like you got to put your eternity in christ period and the author solomon he really just shows you like life without god ain't it like period it's not life without god is not the move you want to make you will end up like what am i doing like what's the purpose of all this but when you find christ you find it all you're like oh snap this is what it's all about so that's what we have going on in day 191 and in these chapters, we're reading chapters one through four. And so the first chapter is just talking about how everything in life is vanity. And then in chapter two, we read of Solomon's experience with knowing and learning that everything is vanity. He basically got it all. He had it all and realized this ain't it. And it's kind of like when rich people like get everything that they want and realize like they're still not actually joyful like they're not happy they're just running around like trying to fill these voids that's kind of where he realizes like like I've done all this stuff and I realize like I none of this matters and then chapter three we read of just the fact that God is sovereign and in control and of the seasons and and that's a reassuring thing for the reader and knowing that yes all of this is vanity and none of this is as as meaningful as God but we have assurance that God is in control and so there is a season for all these things even if while we're here on earth it's all going to vanish and it's all going to perish it's it's an assuring thing to know that we believe and trust in an omniscient and sovereign God. And then chapter four, he's back to like, look, y'all, it's all vanity. It's all vanity. Vanity is used, fun fact, is used 38 times in the book of Ecclesiastes. Like in case you needed to get the point of this book, all is vanity. That just sums it all up. Moving on to day 192, which is July 11th. The reading is Ecclesiastes chapter five through eight and Psalm chapter 73. So in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, we're continuing on with the whole vanity theme. Um, but one of the other themes that's mentioned in chapter 5 is honoring your word and like the, the vows that you make with people, the oaths that you make. And then talking again about the fact that life is vanity. And that theme continues on into chapter 6 as well. In chapter 7, we read of the, con- the, the compare and contrast between wisdom and foolishness. And chapter 8, the theme is... The fact that man is not in control, that humans aren't always in control. And the also the other side of it is that life isn't always quote unquote fair. And just basically talking about like, no matter how good you do, no matter how bad you do, good things still happen to you, bad things still happen to you. Like, like I said, this kind of goes back to the whole theme of just like, everything sucks. It all is vanity. Like that's, that's kind of how the author is, is writing. It's funny, but I also, I get it, man. I get it for sure. And then in Psalm chapter 73, the theme or the main message of that psalm is the fact that the wicked prosper, but not forever. And that's very congruent with what we're reading in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, specifically verses 9 through 17, talking about how life isn't always fair. And it's like, man, the wicked are prospering. Like, what's up? But it's reassuring in that psalm because it's 
we can see that the wicked don't prosper forever that there will be judgment that there will be consequences for their wickedness and so we don't have to be jealous or try to compare of like why do they have it and we don't because we know that god's gonna handle that period but it's congruent with what we see in ecclesiastes chapter 8 and so as i mentioned that's the main theme of ecclesiastes is all is vanity all is vanity all is vanity so as we're reading here in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 through 8, as we're talking about the fact that Jesus is the answer for humanity, we can see that this is the hope because we were realizing like nothing in this life is truly as meaningful as having this relationship with Christ. Nothing in this world will save our souls. Nothing in this world will give us what we're looking for because we can only find it in him. And so this is how we're already seeing the theme that he is the answer for us. Even though all is vanity, he is the one true thing. He is the thing that is worth it. He is the thing that won't fail, that won't pass away, that won't vanish, that won't diminish in value. He will always be the answer. Moving on to day 193, which is July 12th. The reading is Ecclesiastes chapter 9 through 12 and Malachi chapter 1 and 2. So once again, we have started another book this week. Um... But we'll talk about that in a second. So in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, we read about the fact that life is unfair. This Solomon is going through it. He's like, man, look, this sucks. Life is unfair. It doesn't matter how good you do. Somebody's, somebody still may get a bad day, but somebody bad may get good stuff. He's just like, I'm over it. And then in chapter 10, once again, we read of the compare and contrast between wisdom and foolishness. In chapter 11 of Ecclesiastes, we read of different ways to live wisely. So remember... And all of this, is this is a book of wisdom, and all of this, Solomon is super wise, and so he's given us ways to live wisely, very practical ways. And then chapter 12, which is the last chapter of Ecclesiastes, is advice before one's death. And so very practical things, very wise things. I kind of imagine it like sitting um, on the porch um, of an older person's house, just sitting in their rocking chair, and they're just giving just things that... Um, tips and things that they've learned throughout their life through their experience and some of them you know when you talk to some old people like they be kind of bitter about stuff that's kind of how this author feels like I feel like he a little bitter you know but that's okay <laughs> that's okay we get the point we get we get the main message all is vanity Jesus is what remains amen hallelujah and so now for Malachi so Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament and this um, is a prophecy that's given from Malachi to Israel based on just God just really just not having it with Israel. And so a couple of things about Malachi. So the, the name Malachi means my messenger or um, the messenger of the Lord. And it's a prophetic statement regarding John the Baptist. He, he talks about John the Baptist, but it's also like a rebuking to Israel um, from God. The Israelites have still been disobeying him. And so God is um, using Malachi to get their attention. And so in chapter one of Malachi, the message to Israel is that God does not approve of their halfway sacrifices and just how they've been so nonchalant about their worship that they've been given him. And so God speaks to Malachi to speak to the people. And then in chapter two, we read of the infidelity of Israel to God. And so basically God feels that Israel, the people of Israel are cheating on him because of how they're just giving themselves to these false gods and worshiping other things and giving of their time to everything else. And God feels like, hey, like y'all are cheating on me. Like I'm supposed to be your one true love. I'm supposed to be the one that you should worship. I remember I'm the one that brought you out of Egypt. I'm the one who delivered you 
saved you from slavery. I saved you from oppression. Like I'm the one to worship. And so God uses Malachi to prophesy to the Israelites of just how God feels towards them. And as you can see, as we're talking about the fact that Jesus is the answer to humanity, as you can see, humanity really needed some help. So I'm glad that Jesus stepped in, became that ultimate sacrifice for us, like really just, you know, turn things around when he got in here because we are and were struggling. We still are, but we were <laughs> back then too. For day 94, which is July 13th, the reading is Malachi chapter 3 and 4 and Luke chapter 1. So y'all, once again, we start another book. But don't worry, I'll give an intro to that as well. And like I said, it's just because we're reading books that are a little bit shorter. And so we are continuing on through getting through the books of the Bible. So in Malachi chapter 3, we're continuing on with those prophecies. And so it's talking about giving to God and that the fact that judgment day is coming. And so these are things that God is wanting to talk about and get their attention with. He's wanting them to give their best to God and wanting them to be honoring of what they're giving and how they're giving it. And then, um, like I said, the prophecy about judgment day coming and the warning thereof, like y'all better get your stuff together. Judgment day is coming and you better get right or get left. Like that's where God is at with them. <laughs> And then chapter four, um, it's a prophecy of the day of the Lord coming. And so chapter four um, takes time to prophesy about John the Baptist and him being the messenger. He's he's the one that's preparing the way for Christ. And so that's it's prophecy of that. And we will see that happen in Luke. So going actually to Luke, Luke is the third gospel and the third book in the New Testament. It's one of the quote unquote synoptic gospels. And so that just means that they all um, there. It's a summary of what happened while Jesus was here on earth. And it's congruent with other gospels. Uh, Matthew and Mark is congruent with those gospels. And so Luke the gospel of Luke is uh, the gospel according to Luke. So it's written by Luke. He was actually a physician. And so one of the main things that Luke really focuses on is prayer. Um, he gives a lot more detailed at version of what Jesus did while he was here on earth. This is probably the most detailed version um, of the gospels out of all four. Um, and then Jesus is really just portrayed in the gospel of Luke as the Messiah, as the, the long awaited savior that the people have been waiting on he records more miracles than the other gospels he records more parables than the other gospels so starting in luke chapter one if you grew up in sunday school if you did christmas plays this probably seems super familiar to you don't just skim through it just because you've read it in a christmas play before this is different it was different for me reading this and i've done christmas plays for years but it's different to teach it and so i just want to encourage you like don't just skip through it um, but in Luke chapter one, we read of the angel um, speaking to Zechariah about a prophecy that he will, him and his wife will give birth to John the Baptist. An angel appears to Mary about her giving birth to Jesus. And then John the Baptist is born. And then Zechariah prophesies over John the Baptist. So that's what we got going here. This is the beginning of the Christmas play or the nativity scene, whatever you want to call it. Um, but this is leading up to the birth of Christ. And like, and you can already see, like, this is one of the first gospels that we've read that starts from like before Jesus was even born. So we're really seeing that full progression all the way through Jesus's ministry, what he did, crucifixion, all that. Moving on to day 195, which is July 14th, the reading is Psalm chapter 89 and Luke chapter 2. So 
a lot of times when we're seeing that there's psalms added in it's because they're very congruent with what we're reading in the other chapter so let's start with luke chapter 2 first so in luke chapter 2 jesus is born and then the angels appear to the shepherds jesus is dedicated in the temple and then um some years progress in luke chapter 2 and then jesus gets lost which is such a funny story but he gets lost his parents lose him and then they find him at the temple with the leaders and so this is amazing, right? This is what, you know, who, we, who we've been waiting on. Messiah is here. Jesus is born. And so now going back to Psalm chapter 89, we're reading about God's covenant with David, the Davidic covenant. And so this is congruent with Luke chapter two, because a lot, because now Jesus is the fulfillment of the Davidic covenant. So Jesus was in the lineage of David. And so God is fulfilling his covenant that he made with David with sending his son Jesus to be born in the earth. Everything that God is, has said in the Davidic covenant will be fulfilled and is fulfilled through Jesus coming to the earth. And so that's definitely a congruency that we see in scripture. And remember that Davidic covenant is something that God was time and time again reminding the people that he would not go back on his word on no matter how bad they got, no matter how evil they got no matter how much they forsook him he came through on his word time and time again because of the covenant that he made and he was not going to let his word return void moving on to day 196 which is july 15th we have luke chapter 3 and first chronicles chapter 1 so y'all once again we start another book Luke chapter 3 so John the Baptist he's he's grown up and so now he's teaching and preaching remember he's the one to go before Jesus so he's preparing the way and then John the Baptist actually baptizes Jesus which is like the greatest honor ever you know and then first chronicles so when when we were when we were talking about first kings and when we introduced first kings I mentioned that there was going to be a lot of similarities between the two so first and second chronicles which at one point were one big book but then they were later on divided into two books um fun fact but it documents a lot of the same things that are found in first and second samuel and first and second kings but this documentation will be a lot more from a theological perspective versus the other ones were more of like reading out of a history textbook kind of vibe like you're reading it just to learn about just you know the basic events that happened but now we're going to tie in more of the spiritual component that's happening there so fyi you will be hearing a lot of similar stories that we've already read doesn't mean that they happened twice or that is deja vu but we're just going back through them in a different context in a slightly different way first and second chronicles is believed to be written by ezra who actually has his own book as well but it's believed to be written by ezra so that's a little bit of introduction about first chronicles so we already read about luke chapter 3 and then first chronicles chapter 1 we read of the lineage beginning with adam and so remember y'all we're back to some lineage it's been a hot minute since we've had the this begat him and he begat her and that's his daddy and his daddy is his daddy it's been a while since we had that but i'm gonna tell y'all the same thing i already been telling y'all read every single name that's my challenge to you and i know i already know because i was tempted to do the same thing even just studying this i was like oh my gosh i just want to skim through this like uh all these names read every name one because it just helps you to develop good discipline it reminds you of just how every word in scripture is valuable and and can be used 
as profitable for teaching or reproof or whatever it is, instruction. But also remember the big challenge that I said with this is that God cares about every single generation and that's represented by these names. And so if there was a family tree of our lives, we would want to be included and we would want people to read our names. So I just want to give them the same honor and respect that's due to them. I may not even be able to pronounce their names. That's not the point, okay? That's not the point. The point is that I'm giving value to their names, to their stories, to their generations, and I'm reminded that God cares about them and he cares about every detail about my life as well and the generations to come after me as well. And so another thing to say, uh, think about with the lineage is that, remember, we're reading stuff that we've already kind of read some. So you may remember a lot of the names. You may recognize some of them. So see how many names that you can recognize as you're going through them as well. Also, y'all, if you're pregnant, if you're trying to find a name for your baby, this is the perfect time. You go through all those names and you're going to find you're gonna find your baby's name or you're going to find the ones that you don't want. You know, whatever it is, I'm just trying to help y'all out, Okay. <laughs> But um, as we're talking about Jesus being the answer for humanity, now Jesus is growing up. John the Baptist is preparing the way. Things are aligning. Things are falling into place for Jesus to go and be that sacrifice and to be that answer for humanity. He's getting baptized. He is getting ready to go. And last but not least, day 197, which is July 16th, the reading is 1 Chronicles chapter 2 and Luke chapter 4. This is one of the few days out the week that we didn't start a new book. So, you know, hey, we're, we're getting somewhere now. And we'll be hanging out in 1 Chronicles and Luke for a hot minute. So that'll give us a little stability, you know. So in 1 Chronicles chapter 2, we're continuing on with that documentation. And we're reading of the lineage of Judah, which is the lineage that Jesus is in. And it's interesting, this one thing I forgot to mention, but in Luke chapter 3, which is day 196 is reading, there's actually lineage that's mentioned there too. So it's very congruent with what we got going on in First Chronicles as we're going through the lineage. Um, and in the lineage that's mentioned in Luke chapter 3, specifically verses 24 through 38, this lineage traces all the way back to God himself, which is really cool. It's really just showing you like, look, God has been here from the start and just seeing the progression of things throughout the years is really cool to see as you read that lineage we continue on in first chronicles chapter 2 with that lineage of judah which includes jesus in the lineage and then in luke chapter 4 which is one of my favorite chapters in the gospels um, we read about the temptation of jesus in the wilderness that's specifically the part that stands out to me the most um jesus begins his ministry once he leaves the wilderness and being tempted by the devil um jesus is rejected in nazareth his old people reject him and then um the chapter ends with jesus healing and delivering many so y'all this sums up him being the answer for humanity he is showing us how to fight temptation he's the answer to fighting temptation he gives us that example he shows what it's like to be rejected by humanity and what to do he was the example for us he was that answer jesus is healing and delivering so many from their ailments from their diseases from their bondage from their demons he's healing them he's delivering them he is the answer and people are beginning to see that and that's what we see here in luke chapter 4 people are beginning to see that he is the difference they're beginning to see there's something different about him the scripture says that when he speaks that the people are captivated because his words carry authority they realize there's something different about him he's not just the average rabbi he's not just the average teacher in the temple or the average priest 
and we know him because he's the most high priest. He is the teacher, but they're beginning to see that with their own eyes. And so that's what we see here in Luke chapter four. We see that Jesus is the answer for humanity. And man, y'all, does he show up? He, he really does show up and he will continue to as we go through this reading. So that is day 197 and that sums up week 28's reading. I, I hope that you just, you just love Jesus after this, you know, like, I, I hope that you see Jesus in a new way. Reading scriptures like this just make my heart happy because I'm like, man, Jesus, you are, you are it. Like, he's it, y'all. He is whatever you have a problem with, he is the answer. He's it, period, the end. And so I just want to encourage you with that. So with that being said, thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. If you haven't already, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. You can follow us on YouTube at Christian Girls Pop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.christiangirlspop.com, where you can check out our events. You can learn more about myself, learn more about the ministry, and you can buy some of our merch that is available for you today. If you would like to donate to this ministry, you can donate on Venmo at Christian Girls Pop on Cash App at dollar sign Christian Girls Pop and on PayPal using the email address cgpopdonate at gmail.com. That's cgpopdonate at gmail.com. You also can donate through our website with the tab in the upper right corner. Thanks so much, y'all, for tuning into this week's episode. And as always, remember, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget that.